Yo, yo, check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. Time for Sound of the City of Focus. And every week we speak to an amazing musician, artist, creative. Uh, and this week, uh, like no other, we have someone really special that has a relationship with the station for a pretty long time. I want you guys to say good afternoon to Mr. Mario Ogle. How's it going? <laughs> so good. How are you? I'm <laughs> good, thanks. So you giggled there for that intro, eh, boy? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's really good. It's so... It's such a such a beautiful thing to hear you in this space, man. I just yeah. I just love hearing you on radio. I appreciate that, man. Mario, thank you so much for your time and for being here. For those of you that do not know, I'll be straight up. Mario is one of my best friends, and uh, we've been uh, hanging out for years and years. And I think our relationship started. Can you tell me about the message I sent you and how many years ago it was? Yo, that must have been in like 2010. Yeah. There was no Instagram. Might have been Twitter, but yeah. I don't think I was on Twitter. And you messaged me on my Facebook profile yeah. before I even had a page. I don't even think there were pages. No. And you were like, hey, there's this song, Can't Stop Loving You, playing in Cape Town. Um, I love the song. And you just were just like reaching out and just showing love. Yeah, um, I didn't even know that the song was like really even gaining ground in Cape Town at yeah. that stage. So when you messaged me that, I was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> the song's playing in Cape Town. That's um, it. Oh, yeah. From That's the first a- minute that I heard the song, I, I was like, who is this? And why don't I know who this is? And I was going to do everything in my power to find out who it was. And it's just a sentiment of your incredible talent. And you're one of those rare guys who, from a young age, you were writing your own music and um, getting in the studio at quite a young age as well. Yeah, I was in the studio from a young age, like 16, 15. Yeah. Um, and my manager at the time slash record label um he he knew the value of songwriting and then also publishing which is a big stream of income for most recording artists yeah. is their publishing check um so he knew that if i wanted to be sustainable and just have legs within the industry i needed to write so I, I always thought I wasn't a writer, but he was like, I don't care what you think. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get into studio and you need to write majority of the album. Yeah. Um, and that's what eventually happened. Big shout uh, out to Uncle Alan, man. Yeah, from not writing at all to like basically writing my entire albums um, and singles. And I think being a massive lover of music, R&B and pop music, I think you had an innate ability to be able to write a great song and write a great hook and just kind of express yourself in that way. I feel like it was in your blood just based on what you were listening to. Yeah, I think unconsciously and subconsciously, I was always listening to music. Even I think my dad was a mobile DJ. He used to play like music for like parties and like, Hall dances yeah. um, and Valentine's dances and that type of thing on vinyl. Yeah. And I guess that filtered into our home and I used to always be surrounded by music yeah. from jazz to the latest R&B, um, whatever that was. So I guess not even being consciously aware of it, I was constantly being filled with like a sense of melody and a sense yeah. of um, rhythm and rhyming patterns and I love so that. when I did get into the studio I guess it was a almost just like as you say an innate ability I, I was just writing what was on my 
on my on the tip of my tongue i love it and i mean i, I always believe you have like one of the best you one of the best top line writers um and people don't actually know that mario uh wrote a part of play uh the song that oh, i have yeah. with young ccpt yeah that was a nice process you always so kind to allow me into your process um because you are an incredible writer in your own right appreciate um, that man. and it's such an amazing thing to be able to come into that room into that space into someone's creative yeah. area um and just like add your flavor or add, even add a melody line not even necessarily a uh, lyric yeah. but even sometimes it was i think in in the in for play it was just like a melody yeah it was it was the verses over, it was the verses the yeah yeah i just sketched it over the beat and we were like oh you like that you liked that so yeah It's, it, it, yeah, I, I love to be able to be in that space. I love studio and yeah. You know, I mean, so. you know, you know, a lot of people have been following your career for a long time. I saw this week, uh, last week on Twitter, uh, there was a uh, quite a uh, an uproar of, of of I'd say like thirty thirty year old late twenties uh, kids or twenty five year old uh, uh, females especially uh, that uh, started tweeting about you when you toured their primary school, uh, and I I know that that you played many many primary schools and sold many many records. Uh, tell us more about that. Yeah, so a part of my I guess marketing plan back then was to really because my music was sort of R and B, but but with a big sense of a pop feel yeah and i guess i wrote it in that sense because i really wanted to play on radio and at that time i, I was thinking like i need i want to be the biggest pop artist i yeah. want to be the the biggest songwriter and the biggest pop artist there is in south africa why can't we have this like just massive pop artist yeah in south africa there was at the time but i just wanted to be bigger and like on this yeah. another level um so i thought we thought schools would be like the perfect sort of um avenue to promote new music um and i guess yeah that's what we did we 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 did an extensive like school tour um yeah. across the country from the smallest of towns utenake <laughs> port nollet yeah up to the you know up even here in cape town obviously yeah. um and back home in natal so we i think If I count of roughly it's over 250 schools that we wow. did um, wow. of touring, and then obviously there was a lot of CDs sold, so a yeah. lot of homes that I sort of affected and infected. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. And you know, I think you know many people that have been. Your music still plays still today. I mean, we're about to play one of your tracks when we wrap up our conversation, and your music still has so much relevance and quality right now. Do you ever feel that uh, some of the songs were ahead of their time in terms of what the country was playing? You know, like without blowing my own trumpet, I didn't say that at the time. Yeah. Um, because it wouldn't come across right. Of course. In hindsight, yes, I do think that now, like 10 years later, yeah. I do feel like some of the songs and some of the material just like sort of went over the industry's head yeah. in terms of what they were looking for and what they were actually playing. Yeah. Back in the day, there was no sort of local quota to play an X amount, of X percentage of local yeah. songs. There was no um, support local hashtags. Trending. Yeah. There was none of that. So in order for you to... stand out or you to be recognized or you to be even played on radio stations 
um, you had to sort of really do music and just content that was really, really sort of on par with whatever yeah. they were else they were playlisting. And it was normally like compared with, oh, this sounds like the new Chris Brown or oh, this sounds like the new Neo. Um, and that was what we were constantly fighting against, having to be compared to an international industry that was leaps and bounds ahead of us yeah. in terms of years and just depth. Of course. And, and resources and also. Resources yeah. and access to those resources versus us. I literally recorded that in a home studio yeah. um, with average equipment, with equipment that would crash yeah. every two two seconds. Um, but we made it work. Um, and I guess, yeah, so I guess it was ahead of its time for its time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, timing is everything. I so. love that, man. And I mean, speaking about timing, you know, you haven't released music in a while and that's been a conscious and intentional decision. I'm sure to some of the listeners that support your music can still hear your songs. I mean, if they could get some insight quickly into uh, where you're at right now. I, I personally, you know, but if you could share regarding your business and, and just your creativity uh, that, that you've managed to, I think, just spread in a completely different direction uh, that supports mm. music and everything else around it. Yeah, so in about 2014, 2015, I released two singles which were sort of going to be part of my third body of work or my third album. Um, and it left me super frustrated because I went into a new space into a, uh, with a producer that was like, at that time, like the best producer or the pop, best pop producer yeah. he had been producing like number one singles for like everybody. Yeah. And I really thought that this was going to be the sort of formula for me just to crack yeah. into that sort of upper echelon yeah. of the industry. Yeah. Um, and it just left me frustrated because the songs were, I felt they were so good, yeah. but they just didn't get the, the heat or the, yeah. the, the recognition, the, the recognition I think, yeah. that I, I thought uh, they would. Yeah. Um, yeah. The industry is such a fickle and such a weird thing. And I, I, it made me question myself a lot. Am I, my ability, my, just my, my position within the industry as well. Yeah. So I, I had to sort of reevaluate what do I actually want and what actually makes me the most happiest with yeah in the industry. And when I looked back, I just thought like, Hey, I actually, if I really think about it, being the recording artist and being the one standing on stage is not actually what makes me the most happy. What makes me yeah. the most happy is being in studio, writing, coming up with marketing plans, coming up with the strategies, um, doing the sort of back end work, the behind the scenes work, the publishing, yeah. the, um, the artist developments, all yeah. of that. That's what really, really made me tick. And that's actually what made me, I guess also what made my music successful is because I was so passionate about behind the scenes of course. that the sort of data and the strategy behind it really played out in the front end of the thing, of, of it. Yeah. So that's what made me, and I was like, okay, let me just do that. Yeah. Because that's what makes me happiest. Mm. Um, and when I do music, if I do music one day, um, I will I will be doing it not because I have to and yeah. because 
everybody's demanding music or needs music from me, but because I want to, and I just want to sort of express myself. So that's what I got into. I got into digital marketing and I opened my own business, um, which then evolved into another business called MCZ Agency yeah. with my cousin. And we do digital marketing, which involves strategy and ideation for brands yeah. and bigger brands, brands bigger than me. So I'm like yeah. really thinking on like bigger levels and I'm really able to sort of think laterally as yeah. well. I and love that. Apply the, almost the same logic and the same thoughts that I did in my music industry as me, Mario Ogle, the brand. I can now do it for multiple brands and I can now do it for multiple people. I love that. Um, and get that same satisfaction. So it like really, really makes me happy to be able to think of strategies and ideas and, and, yeah. and then execute them as well. I love that. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm an entrepreneur for the most of it um, with music still sort of steering the undercurrent yeah. of how I think. I love that. Mario, I want to say thank you so much uh, for the music you have made and the music you are still to make and, and just for your creativity within uh, Cape Town and the Western Cape and the country. You know, we salute you for the work you have done, the work you do now and the works uh, that are to come. Uh, I would be really excited to hear another song uh, come, out of, come out of your blood and I'm sure when it does come out, it's going to be incredible. We want to thank you for your time and the conversation. It's a pleasure. And um, I just want to, I just want to say like, you know, I think as long as we keep growing from strength to strength, I think we, we, we will continue to grow the city as, as one of the best industry cities in the country. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you to Good OPFM. And then most of all, thank you to you. You're the king. <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. Have a great day and we chat soon. That was Mario Ogle. Feel it. Tune in to goodhopfm.co.za. It's all you need.